Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rural Monticello. This is Sunday, March the 12th, 2023. This service was recorded on March 5th, the second Sunday in Lent. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Pete Temple. The lector is Terry Keeney. Thank you to Bill and Doreen Boken for sponsoring this week's broadcast in honor of their 62nd wedding anniversary on March 11th. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to the second Sunday in Lent. I invite you to turn to the front of your hymnal to page 70, where we will begin our service with thanksgiving at the font. Blessed are you, holy God. You are the creator of the waters of the earth. You are the fire of rebirth. You poured out your spirit on your people Israel. You breathed life into dry bones. Your son Jesus promised to send the spirit to us that the world may know your peace and truth. Pour out your Holy Spirit and breathe new life into those who are baptized. By your spirit adopt us as your children through Jesus Christ who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us speak the Kyrie. O God, Father of heaven, O Son of God, Redeemer of the world, O God, the Holy Spirit, let us share together the prayer of the days as printed in your bulletin insert. O God, our leader and guide, in the waters of baptism, you bring us to new birth, to live as your children. Strengthen our faith in your promises, that by your Spirit we may lift up your life to all the world. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us receive God's holy word for God's holy people. The first reading is from Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4a, with the following preface. God's call of Abram and Sarai has a clear purpose, that through, the, that through them all the families of the earth would gain a blessing. As they set out on their journey, they are accompanied by the promises of land, nation, and a great reputation. The reading. The Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. The word of the Lord. This morning we draw from Psalm 121. I will play and sing the refrain one time, then we can all sing the refrain together, and then we will dive into the verses. I lift up my eyes to the hills. I live 
lift my eyes to the hills from where is my help to come my help comes from your foot be moved, nor will the one who watches over you fall asleep. Behold, the keeper of Israel will never slumber nor sleep. I reading is from Romans chapter 4 verses 1 to 5 and 13 to 17 with the following preface. In the person and example of Abraham we discover that a right relationship with God does not involve earning a reward from God but entails trusting God's promises. Abraham is the forebear and model for both Jews and Gentiles because we trust that ours is a God who gives life to the dead. The reading What are we to say was gained by Abraham, our ancestor, according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Now to one who works, wages are not reckoned as a gift, but as something due. But to one who without work... Without works, trust him who justifies the ungodly. Such faith is reckoned as righteousness. For the promise that he would inherit the world did not come to Abraham or his descendants through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. If it is the adherents of the law who are to be the heirs, faith is null and the promise is void. For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, neither is their violation. For this reason, it depends on faith. In order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his descendants, not only to the adherents of the law, but also to those who share the faith of Abraham. For he is the father of all of us. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. In the presence of the God in whom he believed, who gives life, to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. The word of the Lord. 
I invite the congregation to please rise for the Lenten Gospel acclamation that is to the tune, Come Thou Fount. According to St. John, the third chapter, praise you, Christ. You may be seated. Now, there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus. He was a leader of the Jews. And he came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who comes from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of flesh is flesh, and what is born of spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I have said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, how can these things be? And Jesus answered him, are you a teacher of Israel and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we've seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the servant in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I want you to, for those who have a pew Bible next to you, go ahead and reach for that. I'm going to make you readers this morning, so if you have it in your hand, you have to read with me. People are saying, I'm glad I didn't reach for the Bible. If you'll turn to page 1759, Romans 10, starting at the 16th verse. Romans 10, starting at the 16th verse, and we're going to read verses 16 to 17, is found on page 1759. Chapter 10, Romans, starting with the 16th verse, 16 and 17. Read with me. But not all the Israelites accepted the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
Faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes from the word of Christ. We're talking about faith this morning. Nicodemus, he was a leader of the Pharisees. He knew the scriptures, and he had been seeing the signs of what Jesus was doing And he was trying as hard as he could to try to trust and believe that this is the Messiah. And so he wants to know some things. And what's interesting is that Jesus has this conversation with Nicodemus. And do you hear Jesus' response, very truly I tell you, whenever you see that in Scripture, very truly I tell you, Jesus is delivering something very, very significant. And there are two things here. The first is that I tell you, you will not see the kingdom of heaven unless you are born from above. You will not see it. And the second one was this. After Nicodemus said, well, how on earth can I be born again? Do I go back into my mother's womb? I'm an old man. Oh, it's silly. It's even a bad thought as I think about that. My mom's only 103 pounds. How could it be possible? Well, with God, all things are possible. But Jesus is talking about being born of water and spirit. He says, very truly, I tell you, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven unless you are born of water and spirit. What are we talking about? What are we talking about this morning? Born of heaven, water and spirit. Say it loud. Baptism. Thank you. You did really well in confirmation. You did it again this morning, Lily. We're talking about baptism. It comes from outside ourselves. Nicodemus is trying so hard to be perfect that he is God's chosen one. He's following all the rules, Moses' law. Jesus even reminds him at the very end, which I think is very interesting because he knows the law of Moses very well. He knows that Moses held up that staff, that serpent, and the people were healed from those who were bit by the snake, and they lived. And Jesus is talking about things very truly, I tell you, until the Son of Man is lifted up, who descended from heaven and will ascend back to the Father. Nicodemus, and and if we were there, we'd be going, what are you talking about? What is this double talk? There's nothing that we can do to save ourselves. Remember, we entered our time together in Lent. From dust you came to dust you shall return. But that isn't the end of the story. We're talking about baptism here. Isn't it interesting that Jesus' ministry, after we get past the birth story in Bethlehem, we don't hear much about Jesus. If you were to pick up the Gospel of Thomas, which didn't make it into the canon of the Bible, but there are writings out there, you would learn a little bit about Jesus growing up. But the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, stay very close to the story of Jesus when he became an adult. 
And he went to that river Jordan where John had been baptizing with, with water of repentance. Jesus says, now is the time. You will baptize me, John. And John says, no way, I can't do it. I can't, I'm not even worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandal. Jesus says, you will baptize me now. And what happens? Jesus is submerged into the water and comes back out. And we hear something like a dove coming from above and descending and resting on Jesus. What might that be, confirmation students? The dove descending upon you. That's right, Holy Spirit. And then the voice, the divine voice from above saying, this is my beloved son whom I'm well pleased with. What is that? The father's voice, right? And we see the sun coming up, rising in the east. So Jesus is going to show us the way. Matter of fact, in Acts, you would read about the way. The people who are following Jesus who died and rose again. And so Nicodemus is trying to figure this out with all this head knowledge. And we are given this gift. There's nothing that we can do. We're given this beautiful gift. We were baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And if I... If it's your birthday and I give you a gift and I hand it to you and you don't open it, what good is that gift? Thank you for playing along with me. It's Christmas, Roland. I give you this gift and you don't even open it. Yeah. What good is that? And so I give you this gift, Barb, and you hang out and it matches you. <laughs> And you don't open it. Thank you for playing along with me. Jesus is saying, to enter and to see the kingdom of God now, all you have to do is be born from above with water and spirit. And so Jesus is saying, did you earn this gift? No, it is simply given to you from God. All you have to do is open your heart to receive it. To unwrap this gift is to open your heart to trust God. Oh, pastor, we want to trust God. But when this happens or that happens, where was God then? Oh, God is there in the midst he is there on the mountain and he's there in the valley of life. God is there. Christ is there with you. And we have this wonderful gift of faith to receive the gifts in baptism. And let's see if we can... I was going to have you open up your, your hymnal and turn to the baptism, but we know what these are. The first thing is you receive the forgiveness of sins, Right? The second thing is you're saved from your evil ways. You are, uh, you are dead to sin and you're alive with Christ. What's the next thing? You're adopted children, so you're part of the body of Christ. 
What's the fourth thing? Confirmation students, we just did this last, last Sunday. We get the gift of eternal life. And we don't have to wait for this life and us to leave us. Paul talks about things born of the flesh are of flesh and things born of the spirit of the spirit. Do you know that you are made up of spirit and flesh? Our flesh cannot enter the kingdom. We can see it. We see it through the gift of our baptism as Moses and the people came up to the promised land. They could see it. We can see heaven before us. It is so thin. It is right here before us. But what will enter into God's presence without sin is the Spirit. And so we begin this Lenten journey realizing that this flesh, this fleshy existence will be left behind. Oh, but the soul is cleansed and comes into the glorious presence of God. Now I don't understand this. Liz and I experienced death through my sister, Gail, at a very early age. And then with her mother and my father. But I know that when I die to this life, when this body that has carried the temple of the Holy Spirit, this gift of the soul that we were given and born of spirit, will come into the presence of God, and I will see Gail again and Arlene and Floyd. I don't understand how I'm going to recognize them. I remember when my son was just a little boy and he climbed up on my lap and he said, Dad, when I get to heaven, I go, yeah, Joe, when you get to heaven, I'll have new legs, won't I? I'm like, yeah, you will have new legs. You're not going to bring this wheelchair. You're not going to have the imperfections of this life. We are created new the minute that we were baptized and born. And so if there's anyone here who hasn't been baptized, come and talk to me afterwards. It's important. This is the time. This is during Lent. A time to walk into the baptismal waters. I was baptized with my sister Gail. I had to run back to the parsonage just to make sure I had it right. It was December 13th, 1964. I was four years old. I remember it. Pastor Carl W. Stamberg was the pastor. We were at Cargill United Methodist Church. I remember that day. Yeah, I had to put my head over the baptismal font. My sister was carried over. There was nothing we could do. It was baptism day. Couldn't walk backwards. Didn't have a choice. You, like me, were sealed by the Holy Spirit and you are marked with the cross of Christ forever. All Nicodemus needs to do is to be baptized by water and spirit, to trust in God's mercies and love, and to know this in your heart, to receive the gift of your baptism and open it up and receive in your heart and know that you are forgiven of your sins those that have been committed and those that you will yet commit because we can't separate ourselves from sin. But you have died from your sins and you're alive in Christ. You're adopted children of God and you have the gift of eternal life. 
open your hearts and receive the gift. That's all you have to do. There's nothing more that we can do. Receive the gift wrapped in Jesus' precious blood. Amen. In the song that has no ending, amen. Let us share the affirmation of our faith as is found in the Apostles' Creed. I invite you to stand. You'll find this on page 105 or the back inside cover of your hymnal. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Sustained by God's abundant mercy, let us pray for the church, the world, and all of God's creation. O oh God, you so love your church, you raised up leaders to care for your people. Bless lay theologians, seminary, and college professors, and all who are called to the ministry of teaching, that they form and inspire us for the work of the gospel. Merciful God. O oh God, you so love your creation, breathe new life into our planetary home. Guide the work of researchers and scientists and activists who love your earth and who inspire us to care for the natural world. Merciful God, O oh God, you so love the world. Uphold leaders who resist tyranny and oppression. Strengthen organizations that promise peace and harmony. Direct their work to alleviate human suffering and to address its root causes. Merciful God, O oh God, you so love your people. Draw near to all who live in mental illness, depression, or addiction, and accompany them in healing and recovery. Hear the cries of those who look to you in their distress, who seek healing and promise the gospel. And so we lift before you those among us, for Joyce Osterkamp and Sharon Soper, Ben Keeney, Joyce Spoken, Judy Hoosman, Judy Skay, Marilyn Streeper, Teresa Inglebart, Henry and Lois Poppy, Kalinda Stadmuller, Sandy Jensen, Charles Walters, Lynette Mork, a dear friend of Lisa, well, Lisa's aunt, actually, Lord. And for those uh, who are serving in the military to bring peace and harmony throughout the world, we lift before you the sons of this congregation, Ben, David, Trevor, and Dustin. Merciful God, O oh God, you so love your children. Bless the young in our midst. We are so blessed here at Wayne Zion. And delight us with their joy and their wonder and their curiosity and their wonderful little voices. Revive our ministries with children and youth and equip us all with faithful discipleship. And Lord, I know that you already know who our Sunday school superintendent is. And as we begin to now search for that person, you guide us. Merciful God. Merciful 
O God, you so loved your saints as your ancestors in faith have been a blessing to us to inspire us by their example of holy living to be a blessing to those who come after us. Merciful God. We lift our prayers to you, O God, trusting in your steadfast love and your promise to renew your whole creation through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. Let us receive our morning offering. And just to share with you with regards to youth, this month we'll be collecting for the youth gathering next July where our high school and confirmation youth will be going to New Orleans. So let us receive our offering now. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord is already blessing you. But may him bless you this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be to God. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734, all rights reserved.